Welcome to Enjoying the Journey with Evangelist Scott Pauling. Today, we are on a journey through Scripture. We hope you'll join us as we make 66 stops through each book of the Word of God. One of the great principles of Bible study is comparing Scripture with Scripture. Someone has suggested that the greatest commentary on the Bible is the Bible itself, and I truly believe that. We've come in our study now, in our journey, to the book of Colossians. Now, while Colossians stands alone as a letter to believers in Colossae, this book has actually been called a twin epistle to the book of Ephesians. Those two cities, Ephesus and Colossae, were only about 100 miles apart. It's even possible that Colossae may have been evangelized from the believers in Ephesus. But besides that fact, and besides the fact that there are distinctions to them, there are so many similarities. It's amazing. Uh, For example, in Ephesians, we learn what grows out of being filled with the Spirit. Well, in Colossians, we learn what grows out of being filled with the Scriptures. I would challenge you, compare Scripture with Scripture. You're going to find that the same things are produced. Why? Because the Word of God is used by the Spirit of God. It is the sword of the Spirit. And there's so many little truths like that that connect these two books. Now, Ephesians is mainly instruction. Colossians is more correction. Paul is writing in answer to certain heresies that crept in. This book is written not from a defensive position, though. It's written from an offensive position. He combats error by preaching truth. And I think that's, that's a powerful principle. Some of you are dealing with someone asking you questions or, or feeding false ideas, and you're trying to answer all those questions. Friend, the only way to recognize the counterfeit is to show the genuine, to show the original. I remember many years ago, a man sitting down next to me on a flight. He was a member of a religious group that doesn't hold to the deity of Christ. And I remember thinking, now how am I going to answer all this man's questions? And how am I going to debate with this man who's so well-schooled in what he believes? And the Holy Spirit convicted me and said, give him your testimony. Tell him about Jesus. Tell him what Christ has done in your life. Do you know when I finished giving my personal testimony, that man looked at me and said, you know, sir, I've been studying religious things all of my life. I've never heard anything like what you've just said to me. I believe the greatest thing we can do is simply preach the truth. And that truth is not a system. It's not a philosophy. It is a person. It is the person of Jesus Christ. This book, the book of Colossians, is all about the preeminence of Christ. And the key verse is Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, that says, And He is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. I saw the other day one of my hero's signatures. Dr. Frank Sales was one of the greatest Bible teachers I've ever heard in my life. And I noticed again under his signature, he's in heaven now, this little verse, Colossians 1.18. And truly, every time I heard him teach, no matter where he was teaching from, he seemed to emphasize that Christ was everything. No wonder this verse meant so much to him because that's what this book is all about. As a matter of fact, chapter 3, verse number 11 says, Christ is all and in all. Jesus is everything and he has everything you need. 
There are probably a thousand different ways to say it, but there's only one whom it can be said of, and that is Jesus Christ. Now, you remember that I said to you that some heresy had crept in to the church at Colossae. One interesting biographical note here, Paul had never personally been to Colossae. He had heard of them, that's what he said, but he'd never personally been there. Colossae was a, a fairly small town. Some have even suggested the most unimportant town Paul ever wrote a letter to. But I'll remind you, no church is unimportant. And no church in God's sight is small. It's His church. Yet this letter reaches heights that are unknown in some of the other letters and some of the other epistles. You see, friends, God's truth is for everybody. We believe this church met in Philemon's house. Uh, one of the letters that was carried at the same time as the letter to Colossae was the book of Philemon. Philemon verse 2 refers to the church that met in his house. It was primarily a Gentile church. Their pastor, we believe, was a man by the name of Epaphras. And so the Apostle Paul is writing to people that he's never seen, but he's heard of the, the error that has crept in, and he said, I want to just tell you something. The only one that deserves worship is Jesus Christ. The only one that can save and keep is Jesus Christ, and the only one that can meet your need is Jesus Christ. And friend, that message has not changed. 2,000 years later, Christ is all and in all, and Christ is not to be prominent. Christ is to be preeminent. Dr. Sells, I remember, said years ago, Christ is not to be first on your list. He's on a list all by himself. He has his own list. Now, that's beautiful. You see, Christ is not to be added to everything else in our life, Christ is to be your life. Now, what was the heresy in Colossae? We don't know fully, but we know some things that characterized it. For example, chapter 2 verse 8 tells us it was based on tradition. Christ is not about tradition. He is truth. Chapter 2 verse 18 said that it appeared to be very humble and very pious. It calls people to worship all right, but worship beings other than Christ. Chapter 2, verse 23 says it put the body through rituals. They had to do lots of religious rituals and works to earn their salvation. I don't know about you, but tradition, the appearance of piety, worship, human ritual, that sounds a lot like religious systems today. You see, the truth is there are really only two religions in the world. Now, there are these religious systems that are all about man, and then there is what the Bible calls pure religion, and it's all about Jesus Christ. Christ is all you need. I think it was old Vance Habner that said, when you get to the place that Christ is all you have, you realize Christ is all you need. A friend, Christ is all you need today. The key word of this book is the word all. It's used at least 31 times. Christ is all. And all you need is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now this letter follows the New Testament pattern. It follows Paul's pattern in all of his letters. It begins with a doctrinal section. Chapter 1 and 2 is mainly doctrinal. But then when you get to chapters 3 and 4, it's mainly practical. And that's beautiful. It's all about being filled with God and walking in that fullness. Letting the Lord, the Christ who is in you, overflow in your life. And so when you read chapters 3 and chapter 4, he's going to deal with lots of relationships at home and on the job and in every part of your life. Why? Because Christ doesn't just want to live in you. He wants to live through you. Now, do not make the mistake of thinking that the one who's seated in heaven at the right hand of the Father doesn't want to be seated on the throne of your heart today. You see, Christ is not a million miles away in heaven. Christ is very near. He's living inside of you. 
And he wants to be preeminent not only in glory. He wants to be preeminent in your church. He wants to be preeminent in your family. He wants to be preeminent in your life. Is he preeminent there today? Can you honestly say Christ is all, Christ is your whole life, that everything is wrapped up in the Lord Jesus Christ? Or maybe we should ask it a different way. Would anyone else say that about you? Would anyone else say that the way you live your life demonstrates that a wonderful Christ lives inside of you? You might even want to take these words today and write them somewhere. Put them somewhere where you'll see them frequently. Christ is all and in all. Or maybe these words, that in all things He might have the preeminence. Put them somewhere you're going to see them often. Put them on your mirror. So every time you look in the mirror, you're reminded not just of yourself, but of the Christ in you. Put them on the front of the refrigerator. We all go there pretty frequently, don't we? And every time you read it, let it be a reminder that Colossians is about Christ and that the church is about Christ and that the Christian life is about Christ. Let Christ be all in all to you and through you today. It's the only way to enjoy the journey. Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible, the facts, the people, the places, but instead the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, scottpauley.org. Among the many resources we have available, we're excited to make available to you a Journey Through Scripture daily Bible reading plan. This will be a tremendous help in our current study. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey.